Welcome to the Empowerment Church's Sunday service broadcast. We're so excited to have you with us today. We pray that this message changes your life and impacts you in some way. We believe God wants to do amazing things in your life this year, and this is just the beginning. Today is first Sunday. In fact, it is the first Sunday of 2019, and I'm starting a new series called Secure the Bag. I believe God has a word for your life. Part one is called The Power of Money. If you're ready for financial freedom in 2019, I want you to get ready, sit back, and tune in. This will surely bless your life. I love you. Take care. I'm just excited. I'm believing God for prosperity in 2019 as we start this Secure the Bag series. And so let's get ready to dig in. Again, would you guys give all of our listeners on Echo a warm welcome? with us. Listen, I want everybody to take a look at the screen here. There's a quote I want to show you. A wise person should have money in their head, not in their heart. That's a quote from Jonathan Swift. A wise person should have money in their head, not in their heart. I don't want money to drive every decision that I make. It shouldn't be the only thing that I think about when I get up in the morning. However, I do need to use wisdom concerning money. Because without wisdom concerning money, money can either hurt or help me. So in this season of my life, I want to have wisdom in every area of my life, including and especially my finances. Because one of the things you're going to find out today is that if you have strong finances and strong credit, there are some doors you'll never have to pray that God will open. You can just walk right through yourself. You'll find that it gets a lot easier to live when I do my part and then I can depend on God to do the rest. The issue is that many of us ask God to bless our finances and then we mishandle them ourselves. God cannot work through you unless you let him. What I don't want to do is open up a door and ask God to bless me and then I throw my own wrench in his financial plan for my life. Hear me clearly, everybody is not meant to be rich. Everybody isn't meant to be wealthy, but ain't nobody got to be broken here. I can have more than I have and I should at a minimum be comfortable. My bills should be paid. I should be able to take my wife out. I should be able to bless my children. I should be able to bless my church. I should be able to give back to my community. I should be able to sit down and just say, what do I want to buy today? Or where do I want to go today? Money gives me options. You don't believe me? How many money ever been tight? You had no options. If you was bored, you sat at home and entertained yourself. Money gives you options, but I got to make sure I use my head with it. So there's a couple things I want to give you today. Uh, turn with me to Ecclesiastes. If you don't have it, that's all right. It's going to be on the screen. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. I'm going to read it for you in the NIV. It says, a feast is made for laughter. Wine makes life merry, and money is the answer for everything. A feast is made for laughter. Wine makes life merry, and money is the answer for everything. That's a deep text. In this text, Solomon isn't saying that money is the way to happiness. He's stating it based on the world and how it's currently operating and what he sees going on. Bribes were being paid. They partied all day and night. They bought whatever they wished. They created a world where money was king. Are y'all with me today? Although we understand there's more to life than money, 
There's a principle here that we all need to take a look at. And it's very simple. Money is simply the way things get done in this world. That's the reason we all work. It's the reason that we have to get up in the morning and put on clothes. If, if money didn't move the world, how many of y'all would still be in bed today? Oh yeah, if there was another way, we would have found it. But because we're in the confines of this world, although it's not life to us, we have to understand that money is movement. Money is movement. Money, if used with integrity, can bless the holder of it, their church and their community. But money in the wrong hands can make disaster for everyone involved. You can read articles about so many people that lost everything after they won the lottery. Friends left them, family flipped the script, many of them got addictions, some were even murdered. Money comes with major responsibility. We're going to have to use wisdom if we don't want it to be a headache. Take a look at this real quick. As believers, we don't treat money as a God, but as a tool from God. I'm going to read that one more time. As believers, we don't treat money as a God, but as a tool from God. Like any other type of tool in our life, if we utilize it, it can perform some things we never thought possible. Money can get you a house. Money can grow your business. Money can buy you a car. You can't even print the book you're currently writing if you don't have money to pay for that. Money is a tool that can be used. Without money, there would be no same Sunday at the Empowerment Church. The, 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 the new church chairs we're about to purchase take money. Somebody shout hallelujah. So we got these hard pews. Everything we're trying to do in the body of Christ can happen through money if we make it a tool and not a God. There's got to be more to your life than overtime and just working. However, if I'm going to work all this overtime, if I'm going to work 16 jobs, I at least want to utilize my finances correctly. It's a horrible thing to have three jobs and still be broke. I don't want to work and still not make my money work for me. That's a horrible feeling in the world to be in a position where you can't operate and flow like you want to. So let me give you these. There are three reasons to secure the bag. Number one, your past. Number two, your present. And number three, your future. There are three reasons to secure the bag. There are three reasons to focus on your money. There's three reasons to earn as much as you can, save as much as you can, move some things around to make some moves in 2019. There's three reasons and I'm gonna give you these. We're gonna talk about them a little bit and then we're gonna roll out. Is that all right? For those listening on Echo, you can take some time, take some notes and replay this. Uh, send it to yourself, email it to a friend if it's been a blessing to you. I believe we're going someplace in this season and I don't want anyone to miss it. Number one, our past. We use money to pay our debts. Psalm 37, 21 says, the wicked borrow but does not pay back. But the righteous is generous and gives. The wicked borrow and does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. This text, this, 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 this text is pregnant with possibility, but before we go there, I got to stop because I know I have some petty members at the Empowerment Church. I know somebody might owe you money. Don't text them, they wicked. Don't do them like that. Pastor said you wicked. 
because you didn't give me my money back. Don't do them like that. Give them a second chance. We're going to have a fresh start. That's a whole lot of money. Then come at them, y'all. Come at them. Got to do what you got to do. But no, seriously, it pays your debts. If I'm going to have peace in my present, I have to first deal with my past. Which means I have to start paying down the debts of some of the mistakes that I've made, which will raise my credit score and give me more freedom. Nothing, absolutely nothing made me feel as good the past three years of my life than watching my credit score go up and my debt go down. It was a motivator to keep going back to work and, and put something towards that because I saw that it was rewarding to me. Now let's be transparent. I don't know about you, but I've been in a place in my life where I looked like my, at my credit score, I thought it was, all hope was lost. It was impossible. There was nothing coming back from it. It seemed like everyone else around me, their life was moving, and I was just stuck in debt with bad credit. But somebody shout, but God. That's what you would think, but God says, no, play, that wasn't me. God ain't going to step in your life and raise your credit score and pay your bills. You got to do that. He'll give you favor and the ability to make sure you have enough income to reach those goals, but we got to step out and do it ourselves. I wish I could have woke up one day and all my bills were paid, but God says, no, I'm going to use you. I use you to spend the money. I'm going to use you to pay for it. Amen. And so it's important that we handle our past, that we make sure that we're paying our debts, that we're in a position of favor. Look back at this text. I want you to see something interesting. It goes from talking about people who owe money, but then it flips a little bit. It says, but the righteous is generous and gives. Why doesn't this text tell you that the righteous pays their bills? The first part talks about paying your bills. The next part talks about being generous and giving your money away. I kept looking at it and looking at it. I said, this doesn't make sense to me. It seems as if it should say the wicked don't pay back and the righteous do, right? But God is saying the righteous don't have to worry about paying back because the righteous ain't borrowed in the first place. In fact, this text says the righteous are the ones giving. The righteous are being generous. The righteous don't have to worry about being in debt because they've handled their money. They secured their bag and they're managing their financial future. Are y'all with me? So when I take care of my business as a righteous person, I ain't got to worry about paying that. My money is already taken care of that. So now I'm looking, who can I bless and what can I give away? See, there's a couple people in here that only want money because you want to pay your bills or maybe take a nice vacation. But I had a couple believers in here that said, God, give me enough money. I'll change this entire city myself. I'll write checks and feed thousands. I'll make sure that I fund the next Christmas toy giveaway myself. God, I'll show you what happens when you give a believer some money. Somebody shout, that's me, that's me, that's me. Oh, that's me, that's me all day. I want to be the man. Are y'all still with me? Is this good today? Somebody shout, secure the bag. So the first reason we secure the bag is to make sure we take care of our past. We cannot move forward unless we handle this. But there's another reason to secure the bag, the present. It gives us stability in our home. Stability in our current situation, in other words. Proverbs 10.4 says, Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. How many know that if you're going to secure the bag, you're going to have to get busy? Oh, you're going to have to get busy. 
I'm working to secure the bag now so that I can bring about wealth now and make some moves right now. Everything doesn't take five or ten years. If I can get in a place where I can make my money work for me in 2019, I won't have to beg a bank for a business loan. I can do the whole thing out of my own pocket. Somebody here today is going to have to ask themselves, how bad do I really want this? I'm securing the bag in my present, and that may mean that this is the year I don't have no time off. This is the year I'm not sitting at home on Netflix. If I got time to be at home, I got time to Uber, I got time to get another job, I got time to go back to school. You got more time than you think. We just gotta utilize it properly. Because if I sit on my hands, I'm screwing myself over. I'm limiting myself. No diligent hands bring wealth. I'm gonna keep my hands on something. I'm gonna keep starting business. I'm gonna keep writing a book. I'm gonna keep going back to school. I'm gonna keep working towards that promotion. You know what, if I, if I, if I work at an office building during the day, I'm gonna get me a retail job at night, and no, they not getting my money this time. I'm gonna keep that whole part-time paycheck. And I'm gonna make some things happen in my life. It is so important that we utilize what we have. A stabilized household will stabilize this church. Look at me real quick, this might offend somebody. Echo, just hold on your seat, you at home now. Buckle in, it's too late. The more money you got, the more money we got. Y'all do realize that's how that works, that's simple math. If you a hope dealer, hope dealers say what, what? That means you believe in this assignment, which means the more you make, the more you sow, the more impact we can have. So I got better seats I can sit down in and shout in the Lord. At the same time, we're feeding thousands in 2019. The more stable I am, the more stable the whole house becomes, and we grow and we stretch together. Nothing would do me, bring me more joy than for y'all to walk in here and high-five each other because y'all all got houses. Because you all open the business. Because you all got the degree. We're going to celebrate together. We're going to secure the bag together. When you look on Facebook and Instagram, you ought to see your fellow home dealers grinding, depositing checks, picking up money, moving businesses. We're going to make something shake this year that can't nobody take away from you. So we're going to secure the bag to stabilize the present. So we can get comfortable about the present. And then we secure the bag for the future. To leave an inheritance. Proverbs 13.22 says a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. But a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. This is a big text statement here. I want you to look at that one more time. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. But a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. This text tells us we should leave something behind other than stress and a funeral bill. Somebody say amen. amen. I want to leave my children, and God forbid, my wife, if I go before her, I don't know. I want to I leave them with a nice check. That even I keep telling y'all all the time, if, if I died right now, Lady Tiffany going to sit at the front row of that church and she's going to wipe her eyes with $100 bills. And say, I'm going to miss this man and I love him, but Lord have mercy, turn up. Because I'm going to heaven and I got life insurance. She is well taken care 
of. My children have been taught about life insurance. Every once in a while, they'll just stare at me, and I know what they're thinking. They'll say, how much you worth again, Dad? I want my life to mean so much that I'm worth more after I'm dead than I could ever do when I'm alive. At least give them something to shout over. I don't want Lady Tiffany having to go go fund me and come in here and do fundraisers with y'all to try to put me in the ground. I told her, bury me for $50 and turn up. Don't spend no money on me and put that in the ground. You got I ain't here, I ain't never going to see it. But I want to leave something for my children. I want them to be able to start their business or buy their house off of my debt. Isn't that deep? I want them to be able to walk out of that attorney's office with possibility, knowing that their college is paid for, their first home is paid for, their first car is paid for. I don't know what your insurance policy Mine do the most. My grandchildren will go to college on me. Oh, no, 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 no. There's going to be generations of people that never see my face and may barely know my name. But because of the bag I'm trying to secure, their children are going to be blessed. I want to leave something behind for the next generation. Somebody shout to the future. I want to have investments. I want to have something I can hold on to. A true believer says, let me do something that benefits more than just me. I can't love my children and not have a life insurance policy. I got four children. That's a responsibility. It'd be irresponsible for me as a man of God to not make sure that my household was covered after I'm gone. Your first lady's losing an income. I don't want her to have to lose her mind because of it. I want her to make sure that she's all right. First thing she's going to do, pay our house off. Pay off every bit of debt we got. And then I told you, you take a nice long vacation, you breathe, you breathe, and you let this church handle itself, and you come back refreshed, revived, with money in the bank, shorty, what you think? That's what I want. That's what I want. And so the goal should be to secure the future. Somebody say secure the future. But this text also tells us something else. It tells us that money can be transferred from unbelievers to believers. Did y'all see that? But a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Can I submit to you that God has no problem transferring wealth from one hand to another? And that if he can't find a faithful person over here, he'll shift that income over there to somebody else. The Bible tells us that the wealth of the wicked, what is laid up for the just, there's something God will shift on your behalf. He don't got no problem shifting something from one place to another. He did it with the Egyptians and the Israelites, and he will do it for you. I believe 2019 is the year we're going to see a major wealth transfer. The body of Christ ain't going to have to beg, borrow, steal, do a bunch of chicken frying dinners. We're going to have enough money to do what we need to do. And then in fact, God is going to exceed expectations. And can I pause here for a second and tell you the same thing that what you had to do last year to pay your bills, all that hustling you ain't going to have to do this year. God's going to make your way easy. You ain't going to have to steal from over there, to move from over there, to ship from over there, to borrow and beg from over there. But you're going to have more than enough. God is exceeding expectations in 2019. Somebody shout amen. amen. We're going all the way. We're going all the way. As we close today, I want to leave you with this. Opportunity is missed by most people. Because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. My, my, my. Opportunity is missed by 
people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. That was from Thomas Edison. Y'all won't see it? Opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. Don't think that your miracle is going to come in the form of a big old red bow in a box and God's going to drop it on your front door. No, no, no. Your miracle is in the grind. Your miracle is in the work. Your miracle is keeping your hand diligent and on the plow. There's a miracle in that. Opportunities come through work. Why would anybody call on you about your business if it's all in your mind? Opportunities favor the prepared. I want to make sure I'm ready when the time comes. I don't want to miss it because I haven't been working. So don't look for opportunity in a form of a huge blessing with an announcement. Look at it through the work and the grind in your life and in those areas as you're working your job and honoring your boss even though they, don't, they can't stand you. You're honoring God in everything that you do. And you don't know that God will make your boss promote you over them if that's what it takes. There's opportunity in being diligent because just because your manager don't like you don't mean the owner don't see the work you've been doing and can't nobody take away what God has promised you. This is a year I don't care who like me. I'll step right over you and move on to the next person. But I'm not going to get stressed about who don't like me, who got issues with me, who don't like how I flow and how I talk and what I say. This is the year I'm going to be connected with people who are for me, who believe in me, who got my back, who understand my vision, or who are ready to get something done. Somebody say to the future. So I'm going to make sure that if opportunity comes in the form of work, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do the work. We're going to secure the bag this year. All month long, I'm going to give you tips on how to shift some things around in your life. Everything from giving to saving to investing, it takes it all. Financial freedom doesn't simply come from saving. It also comes from spending your money and taking risks. It might come in the form of a second job for this season. Never be afraid to do what you have to do in this season to make something work. The longer you'll wait, the longer you'll have to continue doing that something. So if I know I need another job, let me get it now so I can plug this leak. Versus getting it later and I, I'm working and I still don't have enough money. So you gotta understand in order to build wealth, you don't wait until you need money, you do it when you already have money. Too many people only make a hustle or only start grinding because they got a bill to pay. And that's why they only ever have enough to pay their bills. You got to be able to celebrate the fact that you got a check and be moving on looking for another check already. Say, okay, what's next? That's how you build your future. Don't get comfortable because you got that job. Get the promotion too. Don't get comfortable just because you started a business. Get out there and expand your business. Don't get comfortable just because you wrote one book. Get another book. Folks buy more than one book in a lifetime. Just because you got the degree doesn't mean God hasn't called you to go back. If you feel in your spirit it's time to get another one, do the doggone thing, boo. What you can't do is only respond when bad things happen and you have something to pay. Otherwise, when there's an opportunity to invest, you won't have it. I want to put away money now for the doors that God might open later. Amen?
So this year we're going to secure the bag. I believe God is going to bless. He's going to move like never before. And he's going to be glorified. Is this all right today? Come on and give God some praise. We are excited. We're going to another level. Listen, if you're listening to us on Echo, we are so grateful that you stopped in today. Listen, if you believe in what we're doing, if you're excited about it, this is a blessing to you. You can sow in online at empowermentcity216.org. You can also log into our cash app at Dollar Side Empowerment City. Until then, we hope to see you next week. Everybody, let's tell Echo goodbye. goodbye. God bless you guys. Listen, I had a blast preaching part one of Secure the Bag today, The Power of Money. I'm so thankful that you got the opportunity to listen in to today's broadcast. And I pray something that was said that challenges you and uplifts you. Listen, we believe God for financial freedom across our entire church in 2019. And we don't want you to miss out. Let's all stay focused. I'll be preaching this series the entire month of January. Look, you're more than welcome to join us any Sunday at 1.30 p.m. at the Empowerment Church, 15837 Euclid Avenue. For more information, check out our website at empowermentcity216.org. Hope to see you next weekend. Until then, God bless you. Take care.